Why pick one city, one beach, one restaurant, or even one view? With Celebrity Cruises, you can have it all. Explore the best of Europe, the Caribbean, and Alaska with the best premium cruise line. And now get 75% off your second guest, plus bonus savings on select dates with Celebrity Cruises' semi-annual sale. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Offer applies to non-refundable fares and select sailing. Savings vary by stateroom category. Other terms apply. Visit Celebrity.com for details. Ships Registry Malta. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of the Art of Manliness podcast is brought to you by Online Great Books. If you've made a goal for yourself to read the great books of the Western world, but have had trouble following through, check out Online Great Books. It's an online platform. You sign up. They're going to mail you a physical copy of the book that you're assigned that month. They're going to provide you a reading schedule and send you reminders on how you should read so you can keep pace. Then at the end of the month, you're going to have a online video seminar where you can discuss the book with other people in your group. So if you want to learn more about this, go to onlinegreatbooks.com. And when you're ready to sign up, use code AOM at checkout. You can save 25 percent on your first three months. Again, onlinegreatbooks.com, code AOM at checkout, save 25% on your first three months. Brett McKay here, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Manliness podcast. Well, some of our most popular content on theartofmanliness.com is our style content. Um, a lot of our readers are young men who are making that transition from college to uh, the professional life, so they're wanting to know how they can upgrade their wardrobe to something more professional, mature, something more masculine. And we also have a lot of older guys who uh, maybe didn't uh, get any advice on how to dress professionally. Um, so they're looking for that sort of content on the art of manliness and the man who has written most of our style content is Antonio Centeno. Um, he is the founder of two, I guess, men's style businesses. The first is a tailored suit, an online custom, uh, suit provider. And then he also has real men, real which is a, uh, a men, men's style advice site where he provides content on how men can pr- improve their style as well as provides uh, classes and consultations uh, one-on-one with men on how they can improve their personal appearance and style. And today we're going to have Tony on the podcast and we're going to talk about how Tony got into menswear, um, how he became kind of established as an expert as in men's style. And we're also going to answer some common questions that men have about improving their style. So stay tuned for that. But before we get to the interview, we have a short word from our sponsor. All right, guys, I'm admittedly not the most style savvy guy. So putting together a good looking outfit is not my forte, which is why I was excited to hear about Trunk Club. TrunkClub.com takes the guesswork completely out of shopping. You sign up online at TrunkClub.com. You're assigned a personal dedicated stylist and you tell your stylist through the website exactly why you need an outfit, whether it's for a job presentation or first date, you're meeting your girlfriend's parents for the first time and your stylist gets busy putting together a box full of outfits just for you and sends it directly to your doorstep. 
Uh, there's no upfront signup costs. Shipping is completely free, and you only pay for the clothing you actually keep. I've used Trunk Club a few times when I really needed to up my style game. This one time I had to give a presentation to a bunch of business moguls. Needed to look professional, sharp, told my stylist what I was doing, and she brought together an awesome outfit and that gave me that little boost of confidence that I needed uh, when I was giving this presentation. So if you know shopping for clothes makes, your, makes you scratch your head like me or you're pressed for time, I definitely recommend checking out Trunk Club. For more information, check out trunkclub.com slash AOM. That's trunkclub.com slash AOM. All right, Tony. Well, welcome to the Art of Manliness podcast. Well, Brett, thank you very much. Uh, I'm very happy to be here. Well, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that it took us this long for you to get you on the podcast. So I'm glad, I'm glad we could finally do this. Yeah. You know, for some reason, I just thought that I, I just thought you didn't like me. I, you know, I didn't. I don't, I mean, I don't like that's, you, Tony. I mean, that, that's understood. That's understood. I mean, I, I think I did go to that school down South. So, all right. Well, Tony, um, we, we go back, uh, a long way. I mean, you were with us since like the beginning of the site. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening have been following and reading your articles on the art of manliness, as well as your content on real men, real style. But for those of who are just sort of new to the site, new to the podcast, What's your story? Uh, you are like a primo men's style expert. How did you become that, uh, the man, uh, the legend you are today? <laughs> well, first off, I'm a regular guy, just like anyone else out there. And I think it's very interesting how on the web and nowadays with all of this stuff that we've got going on, how you can become anyone that you want to. And I don't think I started off wanting to become a men's style expert. In fact, I started off, if I go back, I won't go back too far, but let's start. Graduated from Cornell College, went into the Marine Corps, and I wanted to be a jet pilot. And I'm flying T-34s and I blew out my sinuses. I went straight to the infantry. Uh, the Marine Corps in their wisdom said, hey, let's go make a, let's go send them to uh, 3-1 out at uh, Camp Horno in Camp Pendleton. That's out in, uh, near, just near San Diego in California. And after uh, numerous deployments and returning from uh, a sandy vacation uh, known as Iraq at the time, I decided to take some time off. Went and lived in Ukraine uh, where I was at the time dating uh, a woman. Now is my wife and we have three beautiful children. Uh, but I ran a nonprofit over there, realized I knew nothing about money. I had My background was actually in biology and philosophy and I had no business background. So I went to business school at the University of Texas. And upon graduating from the University of Texas, got a job up in Wisconsin, was promptly fired and uh, realized that I don't want to work for anybody. And this is a great time now that my wife is pregnant with our second child and I'm bringing him here to the United States to start a company. And I started my clothier, a tailored suit. That was probably late, late 2007, early 2008, started putting out content on the web because it was really me teaching myself about men's style. Uh, I, had, I had a number of good partners who were enabling me to make really good, very high quality custom suits. And I was trying this new idea of being able to build them and have them delivered via the web. I take your measurements. And I think that's about the time that you contacted me via this very ugly blog, which is actually still there. And uh, you just like left a comment. I'm like, who is this guy? Okay, it's not a spam bot. So I reached out to you and we just started writing together. And so I continued to run a tailored suit. I still own the custom clothier. But over the last couple of years, 
we have really transformed the business and we have found that there is a huge hole, a niche, a need to simply teach men about style. And that's where I'm at now. So we're using video. We're using audio. Well, we need to do better with the audio. But video was my primary means. I've also written between, you know, writing for you, writing for my own blog, and just putting out content across the web. We've got about a thousand articles on men's style, over 300 videos. And by throwing out that wide net, we've been able to build an audience of men who are very interested in being able to use style in the way they, they dress and present themselves to, to basically live up to, to the man they know themselves, that they know that they can be. And I think that's what really drives me as I look at, I, I look, I'm not, I'm not, the clothing's cool, but I don't, you know, I'm not a, I don't stay up late at night thinking about dress shirts. I don't sleep in a suit, you know, contrary to what some people may think. You know, when it comes down to it, I'm I'm a very regular guy. I've got three young kids. I spend most of my time with them and my wife. And I like to think that clothing is just a tool that we use to be able to send the message we want to send. And so so that's where I'm at now. That's so okay, all right. So let's recap. So you were a Marine, uh then you went to the Ukraine. And I think in some, I remember you mentioned sometime in one of our conversations, you actually like drove across the United States on a motorcycle. I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you did that and then you got fired from your job in Wisconsin. I mean, how, why did you decide like custom suiting? I mean, did you have like a style background at all? Were you like one of those guys who are like, you know, you've always been interested in, in men's fashion and style or I need to probably put up some pictures of me before. I mean, it was really bad. I was in the oversized T-shirts, everything. I, I, for some reason, I'm five foot nine, 170 pounds, and I thought extra large was my size. <laughs> so you know, it, it was pretty bad. Carpenter jeans, you know, I, and I'm not a carpenter. And uh, but uh, no, it came down to when I was in Ukraine. I was getting married back in 2004 and I went out and looked for a suit and I could not find anything. And, and I tried on my first Italian suit and I was amazed at how it made me, how it made me feel. And then what happened is I, I could never find that though in a price point that I was willing to pay. That Italian suit was $3,000 and I wasn't going to pay that for, you know, not really needing a suit except for my wedding. Fast forward a year from 2005. I'm going out to Cornell University. Uh, they were flying me out for this program that they were having. And I, I needed to look good. I'm going to an Ivy League school. I'm flying in in New York City. And all I had left over was this Russian suit that I bought when I was in Ukraine. <laughs> and it fit me horribly. And I ended up finding a custom – a clothier just wander. I mean this guy was uh, – I met him up on the street I remember in uh, in Kiev, Ukraine. And I got a friend to introduce me to him. And I was amazed at what he could do for $1,500. And I thought, you know, this needs to be more readily available. And I read about Mark Cuban buying a jet online. And I just thought, if you know, if Mark Cuban's willing to buy a jet online, I think guys would be willing to buy really nice suits online. So I took that idea, went to business school, kind of forgot about it until I'm in business school at Texas. And I go through the same custom clothier experience. I wanted, I was going to go down the consulting, uh, investment banker path. I'm very happy I did not. But during those interviews, I needed a nice suit, a set of suits. I had some custom made. And again, I met a guy who had a fourth grade education, was from India, and he was making about half a million dollars a year. And I, w- I was like, you're, you're doing what? 
and I'm about to sell my soul into investment banking <laughs> and you're making you know this kind of money and you have this type of education. And now this guy had built for 40 years, he built a client base. So that's how he was able to make that kind of money and he was only working six months out of the year. So I thought, can I accelerate that? And I think it was, was it Roosevelt that said, you know, a man with a, uh, what was it? With, with an, a man with a high school education can steal a rail car, but with a college <laughs> education can steal the railroad. Yeah, yeah. And, and I always thought, you know, I, I went like, okay, I can take my business education and go into an industry which is just full of very my, I mean, they're good people, but many of them are myopic. I mean, they, they're very myopic in the sense that they don't, they don't want to learn anything new. They want to do it the way it's always been done. And that's great, but let's flip it on its head. So after I was fired, I, I, I kind of put, again, I put the idea to the side. It's like you, you trip over the truth so many times, but you just keep picking yourself up and go on like nothing happened. And eventually uh, when I got fired uh, from the company within a couple months of working there, I'm like, you know, let's start a business. I've had this idea. I talked to my wife about it and she said, let's see who's doing it. We saw a company over in England doing something similar, but they were the only ones I could find searching on the web for a week. I'm like, let's try to do this except do it in the U S and that was how a tailored suit was born and, uh, it still exists. So, well, yeah. So that's really comforting to know that like, you're just like this regular guy, like came like who dressed in baggy t-shirts and carpenter jeans all right, so Tony, um, you kind of mentioned this uh, a little bit earlier in your intro, telling us about your story, but can you tell us like your guiding philosophy when it comes to men's style? All right, yeah, I can do this, Brett. You know, I've written uh, probably forty or fifty articles for you, so if anyone <laughs> wants to dive into that, they need to go check them out. And I really, I think I hit on it in the style pyramid, and really, the three things. It's not the style pyramid, by the way, but it is. Your clothing should be timeless, it should be functional, and it should enhance it, it should enhance whatever it is you're seeking to do. So I'll, I'll break into each of those. Timeless, I really stress on because I want men to buy quality clothing that's going to last them and they're going to get their money's worth. Whenever somebody goes out and they make a, a major investment, let's say an automobile, people break it out. They look at, okay, I'm going to spend... $25,000 on this truck and I'm going to get this many years out of it. I'm going to be getting a truck because I haul stuff all over the place. So I'm going to get a lot of use out of it. I'm going to be, you know, so you break it out and that makes sense. Well, I think many people should do this with clothing. So instead of going to Walmart or Target, which are both fine stores and there are some great things there, but oftentimes people go straight to price and they don't think, well, they end up not ever feeling good. The clothing never makes them look good. And it's not, it really doesn't serve the purpose that they, they buy it for. And so they end up going through really a dis disposable clothing. And the idea is to buy something that's going to work for you. That's going to look great. And, you know, a quick way to show this is let's look at the economics of a suit. If you go out there and buy a $1,000 suit that you wear a hundred times and every time you wear it, you feel great and you look like a million bucks comes out to $10 a wear. Now, if you go out there and buy a $500 suit or let's, let's go a $100 suit and it feels like a $100 suit, it makes you look like you're wearing a $100 suit and you only wear that whenever, you know, just because you have to sometimes. So you end up only wearing that five times before you throw it out. That was $20 a wear. And so that suit was actually more expensive. 
And, you know, I, I try to really stress that that's why you should buy timeless and then, and then think about function. So, uh, I'll use the example, Brett, of the article I wrote for you about dressing for cold weather. A lot of times when I was – I used to climb radio communication towers when I was in college. That was how I got paid 20 bucks an hour, which I could get paid 7 or $8 an hour flipping burgers. But if you climb these big, tall communication towers and risk your life, hey, you get 20 bucks. So so that was my, my deal. And I – when I would do that, I would wear clothing that had to keep me warm. This was in Iowa during the winter, and it was cold up on those radio communication towers. But you needed to be able to move. And I remember having to buy clothing that fit closer to the body. I would layer it, and I would also make sure it had had a high armholes that the the jeans that they had, you know, they fit me well in the crotch area so that I had full freedom of movement. And I feel a lot of guys, when they're going out there and buying clothing, they're not looking for how is this going to function? And is this really going to serve the purpose? So if you're in sales, you need to buy clothing which conveys trust. If you're a technician or you're a blue-collar worker, you work with your hands, you want to buy clothing that protects your body. So whether it be work boots, whether it be a suit, buy clothing that is functional for, for what you need it to be functional for. And then the last thing is always look for clothing that's going to enhance and make you look better. Uh, so that's one of the reasons I always tell guys, if you can, try to wear a sports jacket. Always throw a sports jacket. And you need to get used to wearing it. You have to practice wearing a sports jacket. But there's nothing that a man can wear that's going to make his shoulders look a little bit bigger, make him look a bit taller. It's going to trim up his waist area. And it's going to make him just look more masculine. So if you're going out and you're meeting other guys and you want to simply send the message, hey, I'm a, I'm a good potential, you know, I've got your back. I'm a strong healthy guy and you're we want to form a good business relationship a sports jacket if you're meeting a woman for the first time and you want to turn this into a long-term relationship you're sending the message that hey I, I'm a provider you know and these are very subliminal things but they're things that people do pick up on and there's so much uh, there's just tons of scientific evidence behind that behind this yeah, that's one of the things that I why I, I reached out to you so many years ago. Uh, was that philosophy because I could tell from the content that you're writing that you were it was just very practical I feel like there was like a lot of men's style bloggers there's even like there's tons now nowadays it's just like everyone's starting a men's style blog Um, but a lot of them I don't know they just don't seem very like functional or like practical like they get really fastidious about like these like small details Um, and it just never seemed like never resonated with me um but I just love how practical your philosophy is. So it's like, yeah, like if you're going to be out in cold weather, yeah, look good. But, you know, the first thing you should think about is, is this going to keep you warm, right? Exactly. So let's get down into the fabrics. Understand the difference between wool, between cotton, between synthetics and how they insulate differently. And it's not a, you know, it's it's not so much about the clothing. It's about you being able to do your job and not, you know, having you know falling over because you wore too much clothing that didn't let you breathe and you you know you you overheat and those you know the, that those things happen we've many of us have seen those things happen and uh, or that you sweat so much and then you know you get a chill because you strip it off and next thing you know you're you're losing too much heat so maybe it's some of my background i think in the in the marine corps but the Marines, you know, besides being, you know, kind of like the stormtroopers of the U.S. military and being a bit, you know, uh, I would say a little bit more fanatical uh, than many of the other services, is they care about the way they dress. I would always 
So I, I was a staff officer with an infantry battalion and we would go do inspections. I remember on Friday nights, all the young enlisted Marines were going out and they, they were dressed to the nines. These guys, everything fit them right. They were sharp. They were going out and, and you know, I'd always, you, you'd see the guys leaving and stuff and I'd be on duty a lot of times on a Friday night. And, uh, you just see them going out and they did care and they knew that it made a difference that by wearing that type of clothing, it would enhance their overall physique. They, you know, the guys that dress sharp, they just, they, they would, they would make that connection that putting forth this effort would re- result in uh well, having a little bit more luck that evening. <laughs> um, all right. It's, I'm, I'm also amazed. Like you, you have like, you've done some pretty manly things, uh, Marines, motorcycle. I didn't know you. You worked on giant antennas in the freezing Iowa weather. That's pretty manly too. Um, that's impressive. Thanks. <laughs> All right, so let's talk. You talk, Tony. You've um, consulted and coached. I'm sure at this point, thousands of men uh, about men's style. What are the biggest style mistakes you see men making? So the biggest one is, and you can go look at, you know, you see this in the comments whenever we post something, somebody is always taking the time to let us know that they don't care. And I always, it's, you know, if you really don't care, why are you even leaving a comment? I think if you don't care, the apathy, you know, to me, really that sense is you don't care about yourself. I, I mean, this isn't about the clothing. It's about you giving yourself the best shot to succeed. I don't care if you've got a Harvard MBA in your back pocket. Nobody sees that if you dress like, like a hoodlum. And, you know, it, it's just something I want. That, that's the biggest thing. Cause if a guy understands and if he cares, he's going to find a way in the same way. If you're hungry, you're going to find a way to, to feed yourself. If you're going to, you're going to go make a sandwich, you're going to make, you know, you're going to cook yourself a lasagna. You're going to go out and you, you're going to, you know, you're going to find a way to feed yourself. And that's probably the the first thing is you've got to care. Now, specifically, what I notice is that most men wear clothing that's way too big. Uh, they're all I, – I did this. The vast majority of, of – we do this because we're in a society. If you go back 100 years, most people, they, they had their clothing made for them. I mean it was just common. I mean it was less expensive than going – buying that expensive clothing that was pre-made. Let's move 100 years now into the future. All of a sudden, that's complete opposite, and most of the clothing is made to fit as many body types as possible. As a result, we wear things that are just not made for us. They're made for to fit as many people, and it's just – it looks bad. And so it probably – you know, I, I would say you know, if I was to give one tip, if I was to tell people one thing that they could do to change this is to learn the name of their tailor. And why this is important is if you know the name of your tailor, then you've got a relationship with him. You are going in there. You're engaging with him. You're taking him your clothing to get adjusted. And it's such a small price to pay for really improving the way. You can take a $100 suit, get it tailored, adjusted. And if it's deep, you know, made with decent material, it's going to look better than a $1,000 suit that has never been adjusted. Yeah, I've I've learned to do that uh, whenever I buy things off the rack now. Like if it's just like a dress shirt or a pair of pants, uh, to right away take it to. I don't have like a a fancy tailor, but like just like there's like little shops around Tulsa, right, where you can get things adjusted, and it's amazing. It's like ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, and it just makes all the difference. Just your shirt fits better. Uh, it's, it's not that baggy looking thing. It looks more athletic. 
uh, it's just amazing what that extra 10 or $15 can do. Exactly. All right. So big mistakes are just not caring. And then, uh, it's like wearing stuff too big. And I think it's a very American thing too. You don't really see that problem so much, uh, in Europe, I don't think, or in other countries. It's like, it's yeah. Wearing stuff big is very, we're, we're we like, we like to do things big here in America. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's part of it. I also just think it's, we're also products of our environment. I mean, try eating healthy in the United States. It's very difficult. Uh, we've got three children and we try to feed them at home and try to feed them healthy food all the time, but we're bombarded by all of these, you know, get this latest style, get this, the, the fashion industry. And I do make a distinction between style and fashion. Fashion's job is to try to sell you something every season. And whether it be a new hat, a new pair of sneakers, uh, a new pair of jeans, the coolest belt, uh, they're trying to, you know, and it goes to many other things. Think about that with tools. Many of us have tools. We we go out there and we're buying all the the new coolest looking tools. Uh, We do this for our cars. So it doesn't just apply to clothing. And it comes back to that principle of finding timeless, functional pieces that enhance you. Awesome. All right. So you mentioned, um, just getting a, knowing your tailor as a, like a simple style upgrade, any other tips that men can do to upgrade their personal style? They can start to set up systems in their life. And you're going to hear me hit on this a lot. So, you know, I've got my courses, uh, the style system, a man's guide to timeless style. I find that whenever you make a commitment and you start to take action, that it uh, and and you've read the book. I, I think uh, the changing or it's about. I think it's habits. It's by uh, what's his name? Uh, D- Charles Duhigg. Yeah, I, I yeah. did a video about it. Actually, great book. Yeah, and you remember part of changing habits is understanding how we change. So imagine, Brett, if you woke up and you were just telling me that uh, you know you had uh, Gus was sick, and I mean everything probably went out of whack because you're not getting sleep. Uh, when, when, when the kid's sick, it just throws all of your systems out the door because getting sleep and sleeping through the night is a system. I mean, you could sleep during the day, but we choose as a society oftentimes to sleep from, you know, 10 o'clock at night till six o'clock in the morning, solid eight hours. Not everyone gets it, but we try. But whenever you have a sick kid, that doesn't apply. They're throwing up in the middle of the night. You're up check, checking the temperature every single hour. Your sleep system is throw as a wrench. We do this to ourselves all the time because we have no system in how we dress ourselves. We, 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 we need to set up those systems. You need to lay out your clothing the night before. It sounds simple, but if you do that, what are you going to do? If your dress clothing is all laid out the night before your shoot, your shirt is already ironed. Your suit is pressed. Your shoes are shined. Everything in there is ready. Are you going to go fumble through your closet in the dark and try to find clothing that just looks bad on you? No, you're going to go down the simple path, which is to wear the clothing that you've got laid out. All right. So systems, I know you love systems. We talk about systems. I love systems. Yeah. Tony, Tony <laughs> loves it. Let me tell you guys, Tony loves systems. Every time we get on the phone, he's always telling me about his new system that he's developing. And it's actually uh, been inspiring because I've, I've tried to implement some systems in my own life that has helped that have helped me. All right. So, uh, Tony, um, are there any like style rules that you think are followed too religiously? Cause I, I know if you go into some of the style forms, um, like Reddit, there's like a Reddit men's wear form there. And like, you can see people get very zealous about some style rules. Are, do you, are there any ones that you think are just like, okay, 
you guys are taking this way too serious. It's not that set in stone. Or do you think most of them are appropriate? Like you should be that zealous about them. Yeah. Well, the number one one is whenever you sit down and you have to unbutton your jacket. Nah. <laughs> I, yeah, could you believe that? <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we, we, Tony did a series of videos with me when he came through Tulsa a few months ago and uh, he left his button, his suit, his jacket button when he sat down and like, just like every comment I was overwhelmed by your manliness. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You were so overwhelmed by my mustache. You forgot to unbutton your jacket. <laughs> But yeah, everyone on YouTube was just like, oh, you need to, that was just so jarring that you didn't unbutton your suit jacket. So is that one of those rules that you're just like, okay, guys, they're, they're a bigger fish to fry? I think most of the rules out there, rules are, are guidelines. And if you've got a four-wheel drive truck and you've got to get from point A to point B, and you know, as, you know, and let's just say we got a zombie apocalypse going on. You, you watch The Walking Dead, Brett? I, I, you know, I I haven't. I've been wanting oh, to do it. It's just I haven't had time to get into it. I, I, I have to admit that's probably one of my guilty pleasures on Netflix. But there's this part. Like I'm always watching it. They like show one side of the highway and there's all these burnt out wrecked cars and the other side of the highway is completely clean. Now, rules are meant to be followed. But I if you know if I had a zombie apocalypse going on, I tell you, I would not be driving on that other side of the road. <laughs> and uh, that's one thing I love about when you travel. Whenever I go back to anywhere, I was in India or Ukraine or a lot of places where people really drive crazy. They don't follow, like rules are there for other people, I think is the philosophy. <laughs> of so rules are there as a general guideline to get you started. But you don't, if you understand the rule, then you have the, uh, you can oftentimes go through and break it, especially if you've got a bit of confidence. But I would say one thing that I think people are too stuck on here, especially in North America, the United States is jewelry and wedding season is coming up. And if you are preparing for the big day, I know wedding planning can be really intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be Indochino makes it easy to get a fully customizable suit right from your home. Don't just wear any suit on your big day, wear a custom made to measure suit. Suit started just $499, which is about the same price you'd pay for an off-the-rack suit at a department store. And they've also got custom made-to-measure shirts starting at just $89. So I've talked about my Indochino suit on the podcast before. They've been a longtime podcast sponsor. It's navy blue. The measuring process was super easy. They got these video guides you follow. You'll need another set of hands to help you out with that. But the really fun part is customizing it. Got to customize how I wanted the lapels on the jacket, the pockets, the lining. I went no pleats on the pants on this suit. A lot of fun. And then in a few weeks, you have a made-to-measure custom suit sent directly to your door. When planning your wedding, get a suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code MANLINESS to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code MANLINESS. All right, if you have a family, then you need to get term life insurance to protect them. It's one of the smartest financial decisions you can make, and the start of the new year is the perfect time to get it done so you can focus on whatever else the year has in store for you. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. There's no risk to apply. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee and you can cancel at any time. I remember when I was a new dad, I had a lot of thoughts going through my head. One of them was, how can I take care of my family when I'm gone, if something happens to me? 
Well, it's one of the first things I did. I got term life insurance, one of the best decisions I made. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash manliness. That's meetfabric.com slash manliness. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash manliness. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal of this is to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting our clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There is only one way to do that. ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com manliness. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to help you find qualified candidates. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Picture that thing you've always wanted to learn. All right, you got that in your head? Now picture learning it from the person who's literally the best at it in the world. That's what you get with Masterclass. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors, and many of these instructors are former AOM podcast guests. You can learn negotiation from Chris Voss, leadership skills from Jocko Willink, how to master your habits with James Clear. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. So recently, I went through the Masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. A lot of useful information in there. Talked about the value of knowing a negotiation, how to use your body language and speech patterns to get your best out of a negotiation. Very well done. I really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. Right now, listeners of our podcast can get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com AOM. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com AOM. Masterclass.com AOM. Check out the Masterclass on Negotiation with Chris Voss. Spending time in, in Europe, other parts of the world, it's perfectly fine to wear a couple extra rings, to wear a necklace, uh, to earrings. I mean, now, uh, this is just something, every time I post about it, people just go crazy that, you know, you're only supposed to wear one ring. <laughs> and people zero in on these things. I would say that that's, it always makes me smile. And it's good. I, I love writing about it because I always get lots of comments. But I would say jewelry is something that guys get a little bit too fanatical on. And, you know, because just because you wear a ring on one finger does not send really any signal. You know? <laughs> also by The Strenuous Life. The Strenuous Life is an online platform that we created to help you put into action all the things we've been writing about on AOM and talking about on the podcast for the past 10 years. We've done that in a few ways. First, we've created a series of 50 different badges from soft skills like personal finances, public speaking, social skills, and hard skills like wilderness survival, first aid, self-defense. So you can go through these badges. They're not going to make you an expert. They're going to get you started on working on these things. You said you've always wanted to get started on, but you just haven't had time or just the motivation to do so. We also have weekly challenges. They're going to push you out of your comfort zone. We also have accountability for your physical fitness and doing a good deed so you think outside of yourself. Our last enrollment of 2019 is coming up here in September. It's the first week of September. Head over to strenuouslife.co, get your email on our waiting list. And uh, as soon as enrollment opens up, we'll send you out an email and you can sign up. So strenuouslife.co, hope to see you there.
And now back to the show. Well, I think it's funny too, and you've talked about this before with like with your style pyramid, um, that a lot of what I what I've noticed too, uh, just kind of interacting with readers and following the comments on your blog post is that so many men when they're getting into like they want to improve their style, like the first thing they do is like they go in on these like little small details. Like, okay, what sort of like pattern do I wear with this sort of like suit fabric, right? But they're not even thinking about, okay, does your suit fit well? Does the suit even look good on your body frame? And like the only thing they care about is just these little small details and they're just, and they think that's going to make all the difference. And, but they, without having that nice solid base of just, you know, clothing that fits well, that, um, that's serves, you know, that's a fun, that it serves its function, right. For what the, the purpose you're wearing it. Um, and they just sort of lose sight of the big picture, I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, it's uh, and just to equate it to an article that you just put out, which actually just made me smile because I have this on one of my boards and I've had it here for about a month now. Is is the you know the Eisenhower matrix of one, two, three, and four, and most things that are being written about on the web are are threes and fours, and people are getting and for anyone that doesn't know, you just go back and check out the Art of Manliness. Uh, and you, and you understand what we're talking about, but basically people are focusing on what seems to be urgent and it's not important. And those little details, they're, they're like 1% effectors there, or it's like 0.2% focus on fit, focus on fabric and the quality of what you're wearing and focus on the style. You focus on those three things. Boom. You've, you've got the, you've got 80% you've passed and everything else is just extra. All right, Tony. So let's uh, let's get a little more specific here. Um, I'm sure this is a common question that you get, and there's people who write tons of blog posts about this sort of this sort of question: is what are the pieces of clothing that every man should have in their wardrobe? And I know this, okay. this is I'm sure this causes lots of debate, but and just sort of you want to have just a just a general use go to wardrobe that for any occasion you're good to go. What should you have? Okay, the first thing is you need to have a suit. Uh, you'll, you'll hear this and I, I know some guys will say, well, I only wear the suit one time a year. And when you wear it one time a year, you're wearing it because it's probably something pretty important. Someone has died. Someone's getting married. And if you're ever going to look good, this is when you need to look good and make sure you practice wearing that suit. Just putting on a suit does not make you look good. You need to practice wearing it and you need to make sure it fits that it looks good. So every year, put it on, make sure moths haven't eaten through it. You make sure to seal it properly if, but have one suit. I don't care, you know, if if you're, if you're a master, you know, we talked about this, I think in one of the articles, I mean, you may be a plumber and you may make tons of money and you don't, yeah, you don't have to impress anybody, but you know what? Your little girl, when she gets married, you want to look good because you're going to be there at that wedding and you don't want to, you know, embarrass her in the photos when she looks at that. You want, so, you know, Focus on that one suit and everything that goes with it. Have a nice, crisp, simple white shirt that fits you well. Uh, have shoes. Just go with a pair of classic black Oxfords. Uh, the suit color would go – you can go with navy or charcoal gray works better for probably most men. Navy is nice. It can make a man look a little bit younger. Uh, so if you are 18 to 22 years of age and you've got a baby face, perhaps just go with charcoal gray. Don't go with navy. So that is the the, the first thing. Next have a pair of jeans that look really good on you. And this could be something where you go in and you speak with someone that you trust and, and have them look on you, but a dark pair 
of, of denim is going to go far because you can mac, you can dress it up, you can dress it down. It's and focus on that fit. Maybe try sizing down just a little bit. I'm not talking about going with skinny, super skinny jeans here. And then that's an abomination. No, look for if you're used to wearing really loose jeans, maybe wear the regular or the classic and see what it looks like on you. And so so focus in on getting a good fit. Make sure that they're not worn. Make sure that they're dark and you're going to be able to use them in a lot of different ways. Now let's talk about a sports jacket. A simple sports jacket. Go with something in brown. Go with something in blue. Again, make sure it fits you, that it works well. And right there, that's going to go with your jeans. You could dress it up by getting also a pair of dress slacks, but I'm not going to say that you have to have those. But if you're going to go out with some friends or you've got a, you know, let's say for a wedding, you've got a reception dinner that you've been invited to. Well, all of a sudden you're able to wear those really nice jeans with that sports jacket. You want to have also a couple nice collared dress shirts that, you know, just fit you well, that you've taken and gotten adjusted. You can go to places like Target and you can find some nice ones. You're going to need to take them to a tailor because they're usually made with a bit more billowing, but maybe you can find a slim fit if, if you're a bit slimmer. If you're a bit larger of a guy, that doesn't mean that you have to wear your clothing loose. And believe me, being a large guy, we, I've written the book on it. You Wearing big clothing is – and we've got a great resource over at the Art of Manliness as well. So go check it out. But – Wearing all that loose clothing does not hide the fact that you're a large guy. It just makes you look like you're a large guy with no sense of style. It's better to you know, get it trimmed up, go to your tailor, and look like you're large and in charge versus honestly fat and sloppy. Uh, so moving on from there, shoes. Invest in a pair of – you know, f- find something that works for you but something that is a step up from the $50 or $20 you – know, don't running shoes. If you're not running or you're not working out, try to avoid the running shoes. Find a pair of casual leather shoes that look good. These don't have to be – I mean usually I throw out you know dress boots or bluchers or uh, what um, derbies or, or, or saddle, saddle shoes or, or a pair of loafers. Uh, th- those are all fine, but find something that at least is made from leather and that has a more presentable look to it. Don't, don't wear your running shoes with your – with your jeans and your t-shirt around town. I, I mean, you can wear that. That's great working around the house, but if you're going out, you know, look to upgrade it, try to throw on a, a collared shirt. Polos are, are nice, but there are various degrees of polos. And I'm going to say having one nice polo that is made from a little bit more finer of a fabric. Uh, and if you need to get an example, go in and look at the difference between an old Navy polo that's made from a, a very low quality uh, fabric, and, and those are fine for wearing around the house. But you want to go look at one that's made by a higher end menswear uh, company. So you can, you know, a few brands that, that are decent. I mean, Ralph, Ralph Lauren, uh, they've got the iconic uh, polo out there, and then Nautica is a fine brand as well. So go look at those and look at the difference in in the actual weave of the fabric, and that's what you're aiming for. So we've talked about the jeans, we've talked about a polo, we've talked about pretty at least three nice dress shirts that are stick with whites and blues, very simple, very interchangeable. Uh, don't go with hot pinks and all these other colors. Uh, don't go with a black. Those are all casual and that, those are fine, but they're not part of that core wardrobe that we're talking about. Awesome. Okay. So guys listening to this and he's thinking, okay, I need to do this, but I have a limited budget. Um, maybe like he's in college, right? Or he's just starting out in life. 
any advice to these guys who have a limited budget that they can't go out and buy all of this all at once? Um, what can they do to uh, build a, a wardrobe like this? They can do a Google search for the art of manliness, how to dress <laughs> like a million dollars <laughs> on $200. That's a great. Okay. So that, you know, but I'll go into a little bit of detail there. One, we talk about thrifting, going in and finding amazing finds and not everything in thrift stores is used. Oftentimes you have just someone that had a, bought a whole bunch. I mean, you have estate sales that come in. Literally a guy passed away and he had like 20 dress shirts that were still wrapped in plat, you know, in the packaging that were just donated. And these are $100 dress shirts going for $2. There's a great website called Thrift Store Runway. Again and again and again, I see people assembling amazing outfits for less than $50. And that includes the shoes. So let's talk about the shoes. You can go into thrift stores and you can find a gently used pair of Allen Edmonds, Alden, a lot of higher end brands, and you can send them back to the company and have them rebuilt for $100. So you get a $500 pair of dress shoes for a hundred bucks. Uh, moving on to, you know, your trousers, keep those simple, focus on the fit. This is usually an area that you can go with an El Cheapo brand. Lee, Levi's, these both make fine. Lee just came out with a really nice modern series. Levi's has a number. Levi's is kind of lowered the rise. So I'm, you've got to be a little bit younger of a man. They don't really have anything uh, that's mid-sized. Uh, but you can easily spend, you know, 30, 40 bucks, find them on sale at JCPenney's and boom, you've taken care of, of, of your jeans. Uh, also, you know, don't be afraid to go to Target and look at some of the slacks, uh, have them then taken in. Now, where you're going to want to spend your money and spend a lot more time looking is going to be something like the sports jacket. That's a bigger ticket item. It's worth spending the investment. But you know what? Many of us look like our fathers. We look like our uncles because we share the same genetics. Well, you know what? Ask that stylish uncle who doesn't wear his clothing much, you know, wear this stuff and say, hey, can I, do you have any clothing that maybe you've got stored up? You've got boxed away in, in a storage unit. Don't be afraid to ask people. You would, be, you would be surprised what's out there. I had one gentleman on my email list email me that he basically had an uncle open up a storage unit and he just had like five boxes of amazing clothing. And yeah, half of it was kind of dated to the 1970s, but the other half was perfect. And even that stuff that this, you know, he even started wearing some of that 70s stuff saying, wow, you know, it really gave me a bit of flair and he's having a bit of luck out there with, uh, with the ladies. So I, who, I, the point I'm saying guys is don't let money, money is probably one, you, I have a couple excuses down and I think, uh, Brett, you, 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 we've been talking about this, about, you know, common problems that guys and money is one of the biggest problems that guys throw out there, but I think it's a lack of creativity. And it's not just style. Look at uh, Robert Rodriguez, his first film, uh, El Mariachi. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever hear the story about that? I I think I have, but I've, I've forgotten it. $6,000 he made that movie. That's and impressive. He did, and, yeah, and he raised that movie and it made about a million dollars in the Mexican market. He made that movie because he just got friends and family to be the actors. He used ketchup as blood. And he basically volunteered himself as a summer to take pills and gave away plasma. And that's how he raised all the money. But you know what? He did it and he got creative because he wanted it bad enough. So if you want to improve yourself, don't forget about the clothing. It's not about the clothing. It's about understanding what is your why and why, where do you want to be in life? And understanding that clothing is simply one way 
to enable you. It's, it's one of those uh, multipliers that will enable you to, to be able to get in your foot in the door at, at that bank that you want to work at. And you don't want to just work at, you want to manage and, and use the clothing to dress like what they expect a future manager to look like. Awesome. And I, I, that's all great stuff. And, and one thing that's helped me too um, with this like budget issue is like understanding, like you don't have to build a wardrobe all at once. Like a lot of guys think they have to, I got to go out there and I get to get it all right now. Um, and for me, I've just sort of learned that, you know, you can slowly build up your wardrobe over a year, multiple years. Like you pick up a suit one year, then the next year you make an, a big investment in, you know, the pair of shoes or whatever. And then, you know, pretty soon you've got like a pretty awesome wardrobe. Um, I think there's like, what's that? have you seen um, L, what's it called right now? Grand Torino, right? And like, there's this scene where Clint Eastwood's with this young kid and the kid's like, I want all these tools you have in your garage, I, but I can never afford this. And like Clint Eastwood told him, well, you know, it took me years to like get this awesome tool collection. So it's going to take you years to, to develop, to get your collection as well. Um, so yeah, I think maybe some patience, right. Could help too. And, and you, we've got that four part series over at the art of manliness. We've got checklists there of what to add in to build your wardrobe. And, and I think we've even broken it out in certain categories. So if you're in, you know, if you're a professional, if you're a uniform man, we talk about that and where to invest your money, where to possibly save some money. And yeah, you'll compromise on the fabric, but that's okay. You know, at this point, this will, this will do you. It's kind of like, yeah, with the tools, you know, you want to invest in a lot of money in certain tools simply because you want to get it right the first time and you compromise in other areas. And as you get the funds, then you start to build up the other areas. Awesome. All right. So, um, I have a, I have a question. I think a lot of people have this question because you are Mr. Style guy. You were like, and in your videos, you all, you're always rocking the sport coat with the pocket square. Um, sometimes a tie, sometimes not. Um, what do you wear on a day-to-day basis? Cause like, you're not always filming. Are you like, and I know you work from home in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. So are you always wearing a sport coat and pair of slacks at all times, 24 seven? Normally I dress in black tie at 6am <laughs> and then I'll wear that till, well, actually I wear my stroller and then I transition to black tie. But, uh, <laughs> And occasionally on the weekends, white tie. But no, the, the, the truth is, is that I wear jeans. I, I've got jeans and a polo. I've, so the whole reason that old Navy polo came out is because I got an old Navy polo on that I've had for quite a while. I have a pair of Lee jeans on. Uh, this is their new modern. Yeah. So those, those, that's where those words actually came from, Brett, because I'm wearing them. <laughs> Isn't that from the, uh, what was that movie with, uh, with gosh, with, uh, oh, in which the guy's he verbal can't he's inner he's he, he's looking at the board and he's pulling bits of info from the board uh the usual suspects oh yeah 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 <laughs> all right so yeah you you don't so you you dress like an average guy during the day i do now there is research out there how we dress i, I i'm not sitting in my boxers now i also I, i'm wearing clothing that works for me that i feel comfortable in that i live in a town of just over a thousand people i'm surrounded by farmers and when I go out, I interact with people. 
it, it just makes sense to dress. I, and I'm still out dressing most of the people here. Uh, but I do want to be dressed in a manner that I will feel at least presentable if I need to quickly drive up to my school. Although if I did drive up to the school uh, with the current weather, what I do is throw on a very nice sweater and that would, that would enhance my current look. But, uh, but, it, but it's something that you got to pay attention to your environment. I don't want to say, you know, it just, it's not practical for me at this point to wear a suit every day. I'm not, not having to commute or anything like that. No one is seeing me, but it is something that there's a lot of research coming out of uh, Northwestern university and other places about uh, the, the field of, in the field of enclosed cognition, the New York times wrote about this and they can do a quick Google search if they want to learn more, but they talk about how we are affected uh, by the clothing that we wear and how it changes our mindset. And we actually will perform better if we dress in the manner that makes us feel good. So some people listening may say, well, you know, when I've got a test on a, I dress sharp for that test. Well, if it makes you feel better, then do it because guess what? You will perform better. And they've shown this again and again. Yeah. I, I, uh, occasionally when I really need to hunker down and get some good work done, I'll switch out of the t-shirt and jeans I typically wear. Cause I work from home too. And I'll put on something a little, little nicer, even though I'm not going out. Uh, it d- does change your mindset for me, that, at least. Um, I think it's interesting. You mentioned something, Tony, about um, you, know, you live in a rural area. And um, this is actually, we had a question from Twitter from Mantic59. Uh, he's the man who's probably taught more men how to shave uh, in the world than is out there. Um, but he asked about, you know, dressing well in a really rural area. I mean, is it, I mean, should you even like try to like wear your Armani suit, um, or sport coat all the time when you're out strolling main street and, you know, middle of nowhere America, or should you be more cognizant of your surroundings and dress, you know, to your, to the environment that you, you, you happen to be in? So, Brett, let me ask you a question. Okay. If you were to go, uh, let's say, uh, you know, you decide you guys took Gus to the doctor and, uh, you know, you're, you're a little bit worried. Uh, everything's okay, but you take him to the, to the emergency room, 2 o'clock in the morning, and a guy comes out, and he, he's dressed in a T-shirt and jeans and running shoes. And he says, hey, I'll take him. You know, are you, what are you, you going to think here? Uh, well, I would, like, you're not a doctor. I don't know exactly. if you're a doctor. Yeah. Because, well, so what does a doctor look like? Well, he's, he's got a lab coat on. Um, exactly. Yeah. Now He's got that thing the, on his head. So the answer is what, what is your position in life? Who are you? Who are you? And what is, what is, you know, I am the owner of a custom clothier and I'm the owner of a style channel. I need to live up to that expectation because if I betray people's expectation of that, it, it's going to send a mixed signal and it's going to create distrust. So if you're the best, pre, the best dressed people, in this town, actually, are the teachers. Uh, and I like that because they take their, pres- pre- even in a small town. And, you know, but when I go to my son's school, I notice the teachers are always well put together. They try to put their best foot forward. And, you know, some of the guy teachers got to work on fit and they wear those kind of outlandish, funny uh, ties with, you know, Yogi Bear on them or, you know, or Fred Flint or something like that. Uh, you know, and I'm like, I smile. But, you know, it's they do that for the kids. Yeah. And I respect that. And whenever I go take my kids to school and I'm going to go in and I meet with the teacher. I always dress well. I don't overdress, but I do send the signal. I'm a business owner. I represent my family and that's who I dress for. Awesome. This is kind of going back to Mantic's question. One thing that I remember 
learning during some sort of professional development class when I was in law school was about dress, right? Because when you are an attorney, particularly when you're at trial, um, you are basically putting, you're basically putting on a performance, right? Uh, and trying to convince a jury to go your way with the case. And uh, one of the people that came and spoke to us um, really hit home the point, like, you know, you want to dress and present yourself for that performance um, so that you get the result that you want. Now, people say, oh, this is so manipulative and whatever. But like, well, that's just how people are. We are very emotional. And like you mentioned, there's research and studies that show that people pay attention to how people dress and whether they trust them or not. And they hit them hit on the fact, like, if you are, you know, presenting a case in New York City or even like Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, you know, an, an urban area, like you'll want to wear a, a you know, conservative gray suit, nice white shirt, you know, very crisp, conservative, just like your typical stereotypical power attorney. Cause that's how people in urban areas perceive. That's how they, that's how they like their attorneys, right? That's, that, that's how they imagine an attorney looking. But he said, if you were to try a case or present a case in some district court in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma, and you wore that same sort of outfit, you know, the people there are going to look at you a little suspicious because they're going to say, oh, this is some, you know, highfalutin big city attorney. I don't know if I can trust this guy. Um, so he, this guy said, you know, you for that situation, if you're in a district court in a, a kind of a rural area, you want to dress it down where they're a little more informal. Uh, even though it's a you know court of law, they're very much they're much more informal in that area. So you might want to go with a tweed coat or a brown suit, um, some suspender, you know, a, a bow tie, right? And sort of bring you know just make it a little bit more homey so that people trust you. Um, and so I think a lot of people I've I've tried to do this more in my own life is like you know taking it's not all about you. You also need to take into consideration what other people and how they perceive you to get the maximum result with what you're trying to do with your, your wardrobe or your clothing. Now, and you said a very interesting word. Uh, you talked about manipulation. Manipulation is wrong because what you're trying, to, you know, when people are manipulating, they have an alternative motive and there's, there, there is something negative there. What I'm talking about and, and you know, what I think what, what we write about, what we both agree on is that it's more about you allowing you being able to reach your goals and to not let to, – to make sure the message is very clear as to who you are and what you represent. So if you're a plumber, you need to dress like a plumber and dress like a professional plumber because when you knock on that woman's door who's at home alone and she's wondering – she wants to make – she's going to make a very quick decision. You know, can I trust you to come into my house? Uh, my husband's gone. You know, I've got my baby here You know, in the next room sleeping. And it's not about manipulation that you are wearing, you know, a very set uniform and clothing that sends a signal of trust. That's, you know, you're just doing simply your job and you're doing it to a higher level. Okay, awesome. All right, Tony, um, we're running out of time here. But before we go, um, are there any other places that you recommend men going besides Art of Manliness and your awesome site, Real Men, Real Style, and, you know, the various style systems? Any other places that you enjoy on the internet or books about men's style that you find helpful that you think guys should check out? So I'll really quick give them a list of uh, blogs. I actually created, we, we, in the last week, we put out a list earlier this year of the top 10 and I ranked around 236 bl- uh, men's style blogs. Now we're at like 500. So uh, I'll give you some of 
and, and this is so based off my and this is a lot of personal opinion here, but I really like what Raphael's doing over at the Gentleman's Gazette. That's a bit more formal, but for anyone interested in history, I mean, he is really hard to beat. His information is great. There's Joe over at Dappert. So we talked about a lot about saving money and, you know, finances and things. Go get on Dappert's email list. Joe is just aggregating some of the best deals out there on the web. Uh, there's the guys over at Kinoware that not as many people know about that website. And it's, I rank it in my top five. Kinoware is really a great website because I think they, you talk about systems as well. There's Baron over at the Effortless Gent. He is doing some great things. And Baron really targets, I think, the younger man and the, the urban male. Uh, there's the guys over at the Style Blogger. They're a little bit more fashion forward. Uh, there's Put This On. Jesse, you know, has done a great job over there. And I'll, lastly, you know, once you've got your foundation built, I would advise, go check out the style forum and uh, ask Andy about clothes. Awesome. Well, Tony, thank you so much. This has been a, I hopefully, I hope a very helpful podcast for people who are listening. Um, where can people find you, Tony? Where can they go to find more about Antonio and his, his work? I'll go check me out at Real Men Real Style. There's a contact form. And uh, I make, you know, have a little bit of fun is you've gone through my contact form. I like to make it fun. And uh, yeah, go check it out. And people can reach me that way. Awesome. Well, thanks, Tony, so much for your time. Thank you, Brett. Bye-bye. Our guest today was Antonio Centeno. Antonio is the founder and owner of RealMenRealStyle.com. I highly recommend you go check it out. And you can also find Tony's writing about style and menswear at ArtOfManliness.com. So definitely check it out. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And until next time, stay manly. Why pick one city, one beach, one restaurant, or even one view? With Celebrity Cruises, you can have it all. Explore the best of Europe, the Caribbean, and Alaska with the best premium cruise line. And now get 75% off your second guest, plus bonus savings on select dates with Celebrity Cruises' semi-annual sale. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Offer applies to non-refundable fares and select sailing. Savings vary by stateroom category. Other terms apply. Visit Celebrity.com for details. Ships Registry Malta. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.